As you all know, or maybe you don't, life is a mystery, but this podcast is called Hey, Cool Job. Our following guests, a married couple I won't name for reasons you'll soon see, have what on the surface sounds like the most idyllic vocation. They grow weed. But even in what feels like the imminent face of recreational cannabis legalization in California, apparently marijuana is a demanding temperamental mistress. Basically, the hustle is super challenging, and I learned a lot from talking to these two, and hopefully you'll enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Oh, and I talk a little bit about Prop D without going into its implication because I am a professional podcaster. And the TLDR is that it capped the number of legal dispensaries that were allowed in LA. Plus, in further research after we talked, I learned that OG Kush means ocean grown and not like OG OG, which is fascinating. I could be wrong about that though. Hit me if you know more. Okay, thanks. Hey, cool job podcast about jobs. Today we've got a really special guest in that we've got two guests and they're going to be talking a little bit about what it is to live in California as cannabis growers. I'm not going to refer to them by biological name or government name for obvious reasons. So I, how do you guys feel about being called Jack and Jill? Sounds great. I'm cool with that. Not, mm-hmm. You don't want Sylvester and Nostradamus or anything. <laughs> Jack and Jill sounds good. Jack and Jill's fine. Okay. <laughs> So where are you guys from? I'm from Los Angeles, California. Okay. Born in Brooklyn, raised in LA. How long have you guys been together? Because that's also a a thing. You guys are married. 11 years. In in two days, it'll be 11 years. Wow. That Mm -hmm. is formidable. (laughs) Nailed it. You guys are crushing it. So talk to me a little bit about how this operation came about. Who first started growing? I first started. Okay. Um, I started, I was doing it a couple years before. We were dating. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then before that, I was working for people that were doing it. So I've probably been around it for like 15 years now. And how did you first get into it? Like, how did you discover these people were doing it? And- um, well, I was, I was selling weed before that. I was selling weed, I was selling weed in high school. Okay. The area I'm from, like North Hollywood, mm-hmm. growing weed is a thing. Right. You know? um, and I fell in with the guys who were growing OG Kush, a very respected strain, right. sought after strain. And that's where it started. And when you first started, what was like the first thing? You know, everyone has like the intern, you know, do sort of like trimming. Trimming. Okay. Yeah. And what does that entail? That turn, like you cutting the weed up, like uh, manicuring the, the, the bud mm-hmm. to, to make it look beautiful and smokable. And at what point were you like, fuck this, I'm going to start doing it myself? When I was like 21, I saw a lot of people making money and I wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so this started a couple years before you guys met. When you guys met, did you. Did you know that, did you always know that your boyfriend was growing weed? No. I think it, I think it, <laughs> no, remember, remember I about think you. when we met, I didn't know, and then you, you brought me into the grow room and showed me what was going on, and I was like, whoa, this is cool, and it was the first grow room I'd ever you, been in. You were selling weed. I was selling weed. <laughs> and I was selling weed, too. So you're like, we have mutual interests. Yeah. We were dating, and we both knew that we were selling weed, and I didn't tell you about the grow room. I surprised you. You came to the studio, and it was there. Were there twinkle lights and there was a blindfold and like a heart <laughs> It was kind of like a secret because yeah. like I think I'd been to the, to the place before, but Without I didn't knowing. know that that, had, that area had existed. And so right. when I saw it, I was like, whoa, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Were you at all scared or hesitant to show her? Were you like, oh, this is like a big thing? Because I mean, that must be a huge leap of faith too. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know what her reaction would be. Mm-hmm. And then also <clears throat> back then it was a lot more illegal. 
And so I was just weary about telling anybody. Right, know, for I, sure. We, back then, we didn't tell anyone. You know? Of course. And how did you feel about it when you discovered it? You were like, that, this is cool. This is, were you immediately like, let's do this together? Or were you like... No, no, that, that didn't come about till way later in our relationship. But I've, I was definitely fascinated by it. I mean, I, I sold weed, so I was somewhat familiar with how things worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd never seen it in real life, like plants growing and it's a process. No, for sure. I mean, you and I talked a little bit about this. I'm like such a total city kid. So like when I see a physical like specimen growing, like when I see like a pepper on a tree, I'm like, wow, that's wild. (laughs) This is crazy. You know, so there is some sort of magic in the fact that something is not there and then suddenly it's there. Yeah. Yeah. When did you guys start growing together? Uh, When we we moved in together, which was like a couple years into it. One year. One year. year. That's early. Yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been living together for 10 years. Jeez. Year 11. Yeah. So and we jumped right in. So, I mean, that's like a total, like, relationship landmark. It's like one of those things where you're like, did you say the L word? And it's like, yes. And it's like, <laughs> are you guys growing weed together? It's like, we're not quite there yet, you know? <laughs> um, is working together stressful? Yes, it can yeah, be at times. Definitely. Why? You know, I mean, we, we love each other. Like most businesses, there's ups and downs and sure. frustrations. And so, you know, living together, working together, you know, having, having the work in our place where we live, it's like we can't escape it. Right. Know? So it can be stressful. I think we're starting to figure it out now. We finally figured it out. After mm-hmm. 10 years, it takes mm-hmm. one decade. It takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is this your primary source of income? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And how do you guys divide, like, the different chores? Right. Uh, for a long time, it was just fifty-fifty down the middle. Right. And now um, she's in school, so I've just been doing a lot more of the work. Mm-hmm. But she still helps out. And uh, at this point, she, we're both, you know, well versed. She's very versed in what what we do, so mm-hmm. I can ask her to do anything. So it's kind of just I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no lists. Right. You know? Where it's, it's like, fuck you. The post-it said at seven forty-five. You're supposed to do. Yeah. Because that yeah. would be kind of crazy making. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, for the most part. If there's anything heavy to be lifted, he handles that. But right. everything else, it's just it's just like farming, you know. It's, uh, would do you think that your relationship would be where it is if, like, fuck around and she was really whack at growing weed? <laughs> you had like a black <laughs> thumb, and you'd be like, I really need to address. The, uh, I this think we we'd still be together. We right. still be together. But uh, I we, am very very happy that she has a green thumb. Right. Um, I have I know other couples. I have friends who have, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends that um, aren't good at at the growing weed part and mm-hmm. i can see that being frustrating too they, they have frustrations in what they do because one of them is doing everything and the other one isn't so right. i actually am very grateful and actually. also similarly you know i know that you guys are both like really interested in it and like passionate about it and it must be kind of rewarding to see your partner be good at something as well because it's yeah. like it, there's definitely. definitely like a co-parenting vibe to it too definitely yeah. Yeah. and we we you know we've taught each other plenty of things like I mean I, I it started off with me teaching her but she, she's taught me things at this point mm-hmm. and yeah she's helped me refine the craft a lot so still if, refining it right mm-hmm. yeah always if trimming is like the entry point th- like walk me through like what all the steps are I guess from like the beginning to like the harvest so yeah trimming you might start off trimming and then cleaning like maintenance of the rooms mm-hmm. and then from there uh, you'll get bumped up to watering okay and watering the plant and then after that It'll be you'll be bumped up to like running the room, coming up with your own formula, 
knowing knowing how to read the plants, knowing your PPM levels, your pH levels. Okay, well, let's unpack all of that. So, like, w- what does it mean in terms of like how much how much watering do you have to do? Is it like breastfeeding where you have to like do it all the time? You should like, do it once a day, okay, at least once a day. For depends how long? on it depends on your medium. Like okay. the medium we use, which is rock wool. Once a day is all you have to do. What is rock wool and why do you use it? Rock wool is like, it's, what is rock wool? It's like, ro- I think it's ground up rocks and other various materials. materials. Yeah. And what, what do you like about it? So uh, compared to soil, soil is like, it's uh, dirty mm-hmm. and it's heavy. And every single round you have to switch out a half a ton of soil. For how many plants is this? Like 70 plants maybe. Oh wow. So that's yeah. a back breaking situation. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of like, okay, be whatever levels what did you say oh well, ppm parts per million like like how like uh the amount of nutrient you have in the water mm-hmm. and uh ph levels like your ph you know ph yeah like uh kind of like you know alkaline water you uh-huh. know? so like for plants it's usually lower or veg- vegetative plants is usually lower like five six and then as bloom goes on it'll it'll, it'll creep up to five nine six oh so how do you know this the, uh, experience, years of experience, yeah. and different partners. Because um, it's there's no, there's, it's like an algorithm with a lot of moving parts. It's not just like a recipe where it's like a handful of this and yeah. like. And yeah. everyone has their own recipe. Every grower has a different technique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many variables, but I mean, typically though, it, five six and five nine. If you go lower than five six, you could kill the plant. Right. And if you go higher, you won't kill it, but you could uh, do what's called newt lock, where they're not soaking in the nutrient from the water. Mm-hmm. So it's so, just like this weird impasse where they're not getting anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that I have to be between 5.6 and 5.9, but then other people have different methods. Some people stick to 5.9 the entire time. Mm-hmm. Some people, I, I go 5.6 and then creep up to 5.9. There's different ways, different methods. And when you talk about like reading a plant, it, like you just look at it and you're like, oh, this needs... More mm-hmm. blah blah like yeah. how do you, and that's pure experience as well. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm st- we're still learning, but yeah. If it's light green, then you know it needs nitrogen. If it's too too green, really dark green, you, you're giving it too much nitrogen. Mm-hmm. If they curl up, that means they have too much nutrients. You know, um, obviously, if they weep, they're they're, they're thirsty. Right. So reading the plant. Do you have any desire to grow any other plants? Because you do like you don't have, like. Do you have plants in your house? Because. We We've do. talked about it. <laughs> we do. I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, I would. I would think I'd be. A, I'd have a, a greener thumb at this point. Um, we want to get a that. veggie garden going, but yeah. an outdoor one. Right yeah. on. Yeah. There's things we've we've thought of growing before. I wanted to grow. Um, I got obsessed with uh, what was it called? Star fruit. We went to Jamaica. Yeah. But, and I was like, why? We don't have this in the states. We can make a killing. But uh, you know, it's humid. And you got you got to create a certain environment to grow. You kind of like diversify your yield. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, what are some of the fundamental things that you need? Insofar as like, it's expensive to start growing. It's not just Extremely. like yeah, you don't you just yes. don't buy a kit off the internet. What do you need? You need lights. You need you need, you need, you need bright bright lights like a 100 watt light bulb isn't going to do it you You need anything from 600 to a thousand watts and those are expensive how much are they well the light bulb is about anywhere from like 80 to 100 bucks wow and how many do you need depends on your your room you can anywhere from one to however many however many you you can grow How, how many can you currently grow right now our house can grow we can grow 16 Okay. And any more than that, and we're messing with the power. We could like we could pop the box at right. the street. Sixteen. We could, we could take out the holes. The holes <laughs> if, if, if we yeah. go if we go higher. Have yeah. you taken out the transformer on your no. house? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who has though up north. He did it, and it, it sounded. He said it sounded like thunder. It's like, 
Oh, Jesus. Know? Right. And uh, you don't want that. No, so no, no. He's going to come out and start asking questions. Right. And it just so happens to be right in front of our house. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you... So is 16 plants considered a lot or a little? 16 plants? Oh, he was saying 16, 16 lights. 16 lights. Oh, 16 yeah. lights. How many plants is that? That is... Uh, that Again, that's that different people have different methods. I think average people will do eight or nine l- plants per light. But okay. I'm hearing these new methods and we're trying them where people are doing like 16, 20 per light. We're doing like, right now we're doing 15 per light. Mm-hmm. Is, the, is the electricity bill and the, the light bulb bill like the most expensive part of the process? Yeah, Definitely. that's very expensive, especially so now. For each like harvest, how much does that cost you? Wow. It would be, it would be around $6,000. Wow. And how much do you get back? How much you give it? Well, it depends on how good you grow. Um, that's always fluctuating. I mean, what's what's like the spectrum? Like from what to what? We like. I mean, we like to get if a pound per light. Okay. So we have sixteen lights. We expect sixteen pounds. And how much do you get for that? Right now, the average price is going like anywhere from two thousand to twenty four hundred dollars a pound. I'm so, so bad. So at $30, like thirty two thousand dollars around. And like how that. many rounds can you do in a year? If you go by nature, like if you're doing it outside, it would be two rounds a mm-hmm. year. And then most, the typical grower can do three rounds inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know how to do five and six rounds. We usually, really? It's really hard to do that many though. You can't miss a day. You know? right. uh, we, we're happy with four rounds a year. Right. If we yeah. do four rounds, we're not making anything less than four rounds and we consider it a failure. What is a harvest like? Like, is it super challenging? Is it just like, oh, fuck. And it's like, I love Lucy with the chocolate factory and all the chocolates are coming at you. And it, it's, like, a, it's, it's a lot. It's do you a guys lot of like work. pull like all nighters to make sure that you're getting everything? We no, used to, we used we to pull like 23 hours back again. Again, this is when right. it was like more illegal. Like we didn't want anyone leaving the house. No one could leave. House. Like <laughs> if you enter, you <laughs> must like, stay until the end. And it, it paid a lot more <laughs> back then too. But uh, yeah, we'd pull like 23 hour days. Now yeah. we do 20 12 and cap it yeah you know we yeah. go home and then um harvest might take five days six days right you know it depends on how big you're going we we try to offset the room so they're not all coming down at the same, same time, time nowadays yeah stagger it's it. just, yeah, yeah it, i mean it, your life goes out the window i'm sure and so like all of this um, speaks to a great deal of experience like in your experience like what do you like to grow and why well i like to grow ogs because uh they pay well Right. You know, I, I don't really like, in, in terms of, um, I don't like to smoke OGs anymore. They're too strong for me. Yeah, they're you know? very couch locky and heady. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know. The are you that, like more like a sativa person at this point? Like, yeah. What, yeah. What, what, what are your favorites? Uh, I like, what is my favorite sativa? What's a good sativa? That's some weed head really shit into, that you like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blueberry muffin. That was, oh, my, yeah. that was my shit for a long time. The blueberry <laughs> muffin. We ran out. <laughs> what else do we have? So you don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, I get high on my own supply. Of course. <laughs> we, we, we only get high on our own supply. supply. Yeah, we, don't, we don't buy weed. Yeah, because we grow lots of different kinds of weed. So you talk a little bit about, like, you know, Kush and, like, all these other sort of strains. But, like, for anyone who doesn't know, like, what are the main differences? Well, uh, main differences, well, the, the two main things are indica and sativa. And then you have different varieties within that, you know. Um, like, indica uh, tend to be stronger. Uh, they taste, they have like a piney sort of taste and um, it, they have high levels of THC content versus CBD and um, it's, it's gets you really stoned, like lit, you know, um, sativa is more of a body high, you know, uh, a little more mellow, but also I swear this is like, it's open to interpretation, right? Everyone's really different. Yeah. Some people, they, everyone has a different reaction, but in general, indica is typically stronger, sativa is a little more mellow. And then there's also flavors like uh, pineapple kush. 
pineapple Kush. Is it a hybrid? I think it's a hybrid. Um, but uh, it has like a nice flavor. You don't get the, the, the extremely stoned, mm -hmm. but, it, but it tastes really well, really nice. You know, and um, you smoke it more for that. Some people smoke more for that. Do when you're looking at like buds, can you tell sativa and indica oh, yeah. part immediately? So, what does indica look like? What does sativa look like? Indica is typically um, like crystalier, mm -hmm. smaller buds. Sativa has bigger buds, not as much crystal. Also, when they're growing, they look like super different when they're growing. Like how? Like indicas, uh, they're tall, skinny, and lanky. And they have like the five leaves that look real skinny, the classic marijuana leaf, you mm -hmm. know. And sativas are short, stocky, fat, you know. Um, really, they have they have five the five fingers too, but they're like really wide. You know, mm -hmm. They look like huge leaves, you know. And in terms of like, but there are a ton of hybrids on the market now too, because mm -hmm. I've definitely gone to the dispensary and been like, okay, this is like a thirty seventy, or this yeah. is like a blah 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 blah. Like, how do you create that? Like, how does that happen? A lot of it is genetics. A lot of it's the strain, you mm -hmm. know. But then also, yeah, your formula, health, you know, and how you grow it is is a, is, a, is a factor as well. But a lot of it, is, it really is genetics. Like if you have a super strong, you know, genetic, uh, like a Kush, an OG, it's gonna be strong. Right. You know, no matter what what you do to it, it's gonna be a strong bud. And in terms of like, have you ever like synthesized or created your own strain? And how do you Not do that? Yet. Do you no, want to? I, I want to, but um, it's a different science. It's uh, we just in there right at the time. We need a you need a controlled room because that's when poll pollinating and all that comes into play, and you can get seeds and stuff like that. You know, so I have I have we haven't done it. I'd like. I feel to. like you're yeah. I feel like you guys are both mm -hmm. dorky enough to get mm -hmm. really into that once that like That'd Pandora's yeah. One of these days, definitely create our own strain. Yeah. yeah do you just, do you guys have stuff for your own personal stash like your little salad bar of like yes. more yeah. light. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yes. so I wanted to buy a spice rack. Well, I, I keep talking about buying this huge <laughs> spice rack, and they say it from every harvest, yeah, saving yeah, a little yeah. bit. You can arrange it in a gradient from like <laughs> heavy to like really like sparkly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. really good ones I, I put aside like a little stash yeah. for us. Yeah. So when it runs out, we still have like a little bit left because oh, sometimes nice. you come across strains that you may never get, be able to get your hands on again. Yeah. Why can you not get your hands on certain strains ever again? And what's an example of that? Well, the OGs, there's no, um, there are no seats. They're all clones. Right. Right. So eventually clones go bad. The mothers go bad. They die. So a strain will die out. And, um, What's died out historically that you're most like, oh my God. OG. Mm. I mean, the, 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 it's still there and it's called this OG, that OG, this OG. But back in the day, it was just one called OG. And, there can um, be only one. Yeah. And it, it's, it's gone because uh, it was all clones, but it, that, it paid a lot. Back in the day, it was like, Seven thousand dollars a pound. Wow. Yeah. So, so the prices the dropped days. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but going back to what you're saying, other like OG is not really. I like to grow it because it, it, it makes the most money. Right. But it's a nightmare to grow actually. Why? It's really finicky. It, they grow really tall. They won't stop growing. So they'll grow until to hit the lights and burn. Um, they're notoriously low yielders. So even though it's really like uh, high quality and you get a lot of money for it, you get low yields. Right. And there's other ones like certain sativas will have. You'll get less money. And it won't be as like a high quality, but there'll be huge yields. So it becomes this game where growing the, the strongest isn't necessarily the best thing to do. Sometimes you can make more money growing a lower grade marijuana mm -hmm. that yields higher. What qualities do you need to be successful growers? Because I feel like there's some real magic at play. And I know that sounds really emo or whatever, but like it's just not something I could do. So I'm very curious about what qualities 
make she, you good. She taught me organization. Organization's everything. Like how so? Like keeping your books together, knowing how much money you're spending. Like yeah. before her, I didn't know how to, I didn't know if I was making or losing money. I mean, I was making money, but I used to fall out with partners because like none of us knew who spent more money, how much money we were spending. Did we actually make money? It was, it was all emotions. Like I feel like I spent more money. I feel yeah. like I did more work, you know? Mm -hmm. But once like she came into play, she got a book together and uh, it, everything started making sense. We could see what was being made and what was being lost. Yeah, it gets tricky because after a harvest and you sell all your your herb you might have like 40 grand cash in your hand but how much of it how much of it did you spend to get there right and so that's and then you also need to have that that capital to go into the next round and carry use because your payouts are only depending on how if you're only doing one harvest at a time time you're only getting paid every four months right so right you right have to, measure you know, that out yeah you can't just like be like feast and famine like yolo yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. which when we were younger that's what we, we would yeah, do yeah of course we <laughs> would like <laughs> party bitch. like the night before the harvest and then yeah. be like burnt the whole harvest and just we would celebrate early <laughs> we would celebrate early you know? what uh, is like the mo what is your crowning achievement as growers crowning achievement hmm. oh, what would you say I mean, do we, we, we don't have our own like strain. In love. <laughs> we don't have our own strain, but we definitely have our own uh, flavor, you know, our own formula. So people are know our own style. There's been many times I've been in the street and um, someone pulls some weed out and I look at Jill and I'm like, this is our weed. We look at each other like, this is us. You know? <laughs> so, you That's know, kind of print. wild. Yeah. So you can you can see that just like the fluffiness and the crystals or like yeah what? usually crystals uh, that's sugar fu that's fucking fascinating. But that me. was also you know when it was more of a rarity when you actually would meet someone that's like oh I this is what I do and you're really upfront with it. Back then it was like a secret. So yeah. you know you only saw so many strains and there were only so many clubs and. Yeah, you it's could still... easily tell. Well, speaking of that, like, like that. you know, talking about California and legalization like how has like the change laws felt for you guys like not only just from like um you know medical marijuana use but even like prop d like how, how has all these changes like affected you well the price has dropped tremendously we've we've watched uh, something like a 70 percent um profit margin drop Mm -hmm. Over the course of ten years, so that's been you know that's that that's that's hit us the most. When when medical marijuana came out, it was actually a disaster. It was a nightmare for us. Everyone got into it, and uh, there was just the, the the streets were filled with marijuana. The price plummeted, but then as the years went on, people started burning up. It is a skill, and soon people started falling out, and uh, we're starting to see the price creep back up. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to it going fully legal, honestly, and coming out from under our rock. Versus we, we still kind of are in the shadows, you know, we're not as worried, but we're still in the shadows, you mm -hmm. know. Do your friends know? And do, do, does your family members know? Like, Yeah, most of our friends know, and uh, just about all our family members know now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when we told uh, told Jill's dad, he was mad, he, was, he couldn't believe it. And he was mad because we didn't tell him earlier because he wanted <laughs> to be part of it. He wanted to be a part of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, I mean, that's the undeniable part, like... The fact that you know we're looking at the 2016 election, and not that it's an entirely like a short thing or that it's totally imminent, but like this is a very very bona fide cash crop with a lot of like wonderful uses from like yeah. you know seizures to like you know seizures everything to paper fibromyalgia. You have a very real skill set that can be applied to this, and so that must be nice to be like finally I can like 
Because you guys are like vintners. You're like winemakers, practically. Yeah. It, it is comforting. It is, it's comforting to know. Like, I, I feel like we always have something to fall back on. We have a, a, a skill and a trade that we can always do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, 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 seeing, how, seeing where it's going, it's nice to know that you know, we'll, we'll, we have a place in this world where we can make some money. Is this your dream job, though? It's not my dream job. Not at all. Mm-mm. I pretty much do it because I have the skill to do it and because it allows me to do other things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. There's been ups and downs. I mean, there is a time where I, I love to do it. And I mean, I do love to do it. But then there's also times where I couldn't stand it because there's a lot of ups and downs. We've lost a lot of money. Like how much money? I mean, a lot. We lost a one lot. one time we lost $80,000. What year was this in your relationship? This is year eight. So you had, you like thugged out some shit. It wasn't like year two where you're like, dun, dun, dun. No, I've had that. My first year, this is when it was still considerably illegal. We were renting. And I don't suggest anyone rents, you know, rents and does this unless the uh, owner's in on it. Right. Like, I highly suggest you don't do it. Because you'd be so paranoid. How would you even sleep at night? We we rented this place and it was through a management company. And after we rented it and signed the papers, we found out that the owners were right next door to us. They were like a laundromat right next door to us. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, but we, we were already knee deep. So we went through with it. Eight months in, termite, you know, termite inspection. You know, and it was just like, oh my God. You know, we tried to break everything down. We just gave them the runaround. They came in, but it pretty much, we couldn't hide it. I mean, they, they, uh, they might have not known we were growing, but they knew something was up. Right. And, it, and it, it ended it. And it ended abruptly. And so we lost money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's happened. That's pretty much happened. A bunch of times. A bunch of times. You know, yeah. How many times? Really? The, mm-hmm. the, the one where we lost 8,000, same thing, a warehouse. Long, we kind and so of, this is what you guys renting a space expressly to grow. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you're not living there, so there's no other sort of like front that you can like throw up very easily. Yeah. We said that we are a production company. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we um, all are, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the uh, gentleman that we rented the place from didn't know what we were doing, but it was a sublease. Oh. He was really shady because he he told us that the owners knew but the owners didn't know right well and also like yeah there's so many like shady things in terms of like going back to like proposition d or whatever it's like we used to have like 700 dispensaries and now there's only like 150 that's like gone up to like blah 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 like there's just so many unique and creative ways that you can be fucked with not even just on a state level but a federal level yeah and so yeah i mean so when if if this does go legal like nationwide, what's like the first thing you guys are gonna do? Um, I want to brand our style of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I want to have a microbrewery, if you will. You know, like, <laughs> Artisanal, yeah. Yeah, if you want this, you come to us. Right. What you What know? do you know? Like, what are those qualities? Uh, oh, strong, OG, cushions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're known for that. Yeah. So um, I would like to brand that. It sucks. Yeah, you, you have this product that conceivably you could be proud of but it's still ensconced in secrecy yeah that sucks yeah, yeah it's a bummer and there's other dangers too by the way i was going to go back like we had a fire once jesus and, oh um, like an electrical fire yeah jesus. i mean a lot of times have changed like technology's come a long way and so as you're less likely now you know with the new equipment but back yeah. in the day it was kind of dangerous you know lights they just big old metal boxes that power blow up the ballast is that power the lights and they blow up things happen so and like usually if you're there it's no big deal you put it out but if you're not there you know like a little fire will turn into a big fire right you know? especially if everything around it is just fire food mm-hmm. yeah pretty much and everything is right <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone around it was high so um 
How do you guys feel about, I feel like dab and like butane hash oil and all that stuff and shatter and like all that stuff is like, you know, the hot buzzwords in cannabis. Yeah. Like what, do you have any political opinions on, on these products? I personally am not a fan of dabs. Uh, I just, in, in terms of the high. It's mm-hmm. just too much for me. It's it's really intense, and um, yeah, a lot of times it's dangerous. The way people make it, it's dangerous. The butane style ones are like you're hearing stories of people burning this stuff down, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I don't think that it's like a federal offense. People they're, they're they're throwing like felonies at people for making it. I don't think that people should get felonies for it, but uh, I'm not a big fan of it. Right, and also even just from a branding perspective, there's something sort of like super juggalo about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Jill? I have mixed feelings. Um, Let's explore those. I think that if you know where the product is made and what's in it, that alone can can take you really far. But most people don't know where the dabs are coming from and if there's butane residuals. So I usually just steer clear from it. I mean, there's certain companies that we know and respect that we mm-hmm. we know exactly what's in their product and like I'll smoke their shatter and mm-hmm. it's yeah. good. Well, also, like, if anyone knows the source of the stuff, it would probably be you guys. Like, how much of, like, a network is there? There's a big network. Huge. Um, and that, that is half the battle, is having having a good network. And uh, we're lucky to have a good network. Because, uh, I mean, there must be so many shady people. There's a lot of shady people. I've, you know, I've been screwed out of money. I've, we've lost money. We've been jacked, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's what does not, that mean you've been jacked, like physically like stuck up for shit or just like... No, never stuck up. I've never been physically stuck up for anything. It's more like, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, fronting. You know, mm. you, you lend someone, you know, or, or dispensaries are the worst. They'll, they'll, you know, their, their protocol is to get the marijuana on the front. And then they pay. They say they'll pay you in two weeks. Two weeks turns into four weeks. All of a sudden their doors are closed. You show up, their doors are closed. And they're like, hey, I got raided. I don't have to tell you. You know, I don't have your money. You know, and sometimes it's true. Sometimes they, it was a it was a jack move. Sometimes they just you know they stole it from you. So there's that, but it's not that bad. It's not like saying you know the coke game or something like that. You know, <laughs> we're not you know it's not like New Jack City. You don't have to you know it's it's not really we don't consider uh, like a drug trade or like a drug game. Yeah, know? I mean, I guess that's like you wouldn't sell coke, would you? No. Yeah, it's like. No Mm-hmm. The fact that like people even try to lump that in together, and, and I, I mean by people, I mean like, you know, like the attorney or like the city, blah blah blah, municipal yeah. people. How do you guys feel about growing outdoors? You mentioned it a little bit. We've never tried it, but we're we're definitely thinking that when it goes legal, we're we're gonna do an outdoor harvest. How come? Yeah, it, well, um, it's hard to do it out here in Southern California. We don't really have space like that, and it's not completely legit. Um, I feel like the high for like actual outdoors weed is like very different yeah it's not as uh potent and yeah. it's usually not as nice uh, outdoor but the thing is you get these large yields right. so from a grower's perspective it makes sense to grow outside because you're going to make more money even though it's lower quality you're making like massive amounts more you're 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 harvesting a lot so it makes sense to grow outdoor and there's methods uh new there's these new methods outdoor that where it's pretty nice it's called like light depth and like light light depth is um Light deprivation. It's like it's like a greenhouse kind of, mm-hmm. you know. But they have these tents that uh, or tarps that you put over the greenhouse, like so it's like hard light, like mm-hmm. like sun off, sun on, um, like indoor. Off, yeah. And it's not as nice as indoor, but it's a lot nicer than outdoor. And you're getting these huge 
outdoor like yields mm-hmm. so the second it goes legal that's something we intend to do in our backyard definitely just because it's more exposed being out there you know like we could do it now but what would the neighbors think <laughs> there goes the neighborhood right yeah. totally um at what, least on a large level yes what do you guys think about like how strong weed is these, these days i mean because it's like kind of like especially edibles i feel like it's like not like like some of those things will just like throw you yeah i'm again i'm not i'm not a fan of edibles either you know, um every i don't know how to, i don't know how to eat them right every time i eat them i just eat too much and i even though i do half a dose of, i'm still i'm just way too baked um usually you like edibles a little bit i like them a little bit you just can't do eat you too also much. know where your edibles come from and who made them and yes. all that stuff yes everything we consume we pretty much know where it came yeah. from um, and like, luckily we know everything that goes into the weed. I mean, and it's the same thing with buds, with flowers, like you, there's bad stuff in flowers. There can be bad stuff like pesticides and stuff like that. Like what does a pesticide high feel like? Like, do you know when you smoke something? What, not a high, the taste though. There's you certain, can smell it sometimes also on the, on the bud. Yeah. What does it smell like? I mean, it just depends on what, what kind of product using. they're using, but even, uh, products that are biodegradable that, um, that you might use uh while there's actually flowers on your plant um sometimes it'll smell like orange or citrusy yeah um there's like a garlic spray i remember one time buying (laughs) weed from a friend of mine before i ever grew and she told me it was this like exotic weed from amsterdam called garlic (laughs) and i was like oh yeah that's awesome i can smell it and then later on when i grew i was like oh wait there was just like a mildew spray that was like on the bud and it smells like garlic yeah it's like a natural spray yeah (laughs) um how is your harvest doing right now? Um, what are just, you growing right now? We got a yeah, lot of strains lot of coming. Strains. Uh, we just harvested and we got we had a decent amount of uh, strains, but coming up next we have um, something called three times what's it called? Three times crazy. <laughs> Animal cookies, Girl Scout cookies. Oh, Girl Scout cookies are really trendy right now. Yeah. Cataract. Cataract Kush, Fire OG, Pineapple Kush, um, uh, Oak. Oakland, oak. Oakland Girl Scout cookie. Oakland Girl Scout. What's <laughs> the difference between an Oakland Girl Scout cookie? There's like three different ones, and they're all just like like subtle, you know, differences. But yeah. What happens when you like throw a salad like that together in one growing situation? Do they like cross pollinate? Like what? Ha- like no, they don't cross pollinate. Um, we tend to try and keep them separate just for organization purposes, or else when you're taking it down, you might end up mixing it. In general, people don't like that. Like yeah. the, the the buyers do not want to see two different kinds of bud in one bag, you know. Um, sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, you can't tell. It's hard to tell the difference if they're especially not if you're right. just doing it all at once and you're like over five days. It's like who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It happens. You might miss um, mislabeling a hanger or something. Yeah. So okay, in terms of like terminology and whatever. So it's like, and forgive me because I'm super ignorant. So you you plant them, you yeah. water them, you light them. They grow, you trim, and then, like, what happens? You dry them. You dry them. You hang them upside down, and uh, you, you let them dry for a while. How many days? It depends. It depends on the, uh, the, the, the time of year and your room. If it's a really hot, if it's a summer and you have a hot room, then it, it'll be done in, like, three or four days. If it's winter and your room's uh, moist, then it might take a week or two, mm-hmm. you know? So what do we do? We we put we in weigh in, which is really exciting. It's like <laughs> the best day for us. It's right. actually seeing what you got, and it's off to the markets. Yeah, we put it in jars, and we'll breathe them a little bit. You, you put it you in a jar, cure and, them, yeah. yeah, cure it. So you put it in a jar, and every day you open the jar for 15, 20 minutes, turn it, 
So this is like the work is never done. Yeah, curing is actually the process that brings out the THC. And so if your bud's not cured right, you can potentially miss out on potency. So the curing process, um, I found that if if you actually are able to hold on to your weed for like a month straight and cure it, it's like the best product. What is... It's rare that you it's actually hard. have it. It's very <laughs> rare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there might be, you know, like a leftover ounce or something that you're like a month later, you're like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. You need the special stuff. Yeah, yeah that, that'll be the private reserve. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the special. Which is awesome because when it does go legal, that is a perfect example of something that you could brand against. And then you can be like, this is like the black label and it's got cursive on it or whatever the yeah. fuck. We do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do that. See, because we, we also have, you know, we have a delivery service, which is cool because uh, we know, I know most most of my patients, almost all of them, you know, mm-hmm. and then we know our product. We know every ingredient that goes into our product, and we can break that down to them. We can be like, oh, this one cured longer. This is the private reserve. There's only three ounces of this, so. Well, yeah. that's actually an interesting thing. So, like, in terms of medical marijuana, like in California, just for anyone who doesn't know, it's like $50 and a California state ID, and then boom, you, you've got it. But for a lot of people, it's just kind of like, you know, who know it's like the the yawning abyss after that you never really quite know what direction to go in so it's it's funny uh, the list of reasons why you could get a medical marijuana card is like endless but if you have a person you deliver to with glaucoma are you like oh this is what the one for you like yeah well, you mean in terms of strange yeah. Stuff? yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean it doesn't even have to be as serious as glaucoma some people want to uh you know they want to have a little marijuana and they want to uh inspire them you know and can kind of get them give them a little pep and yeah. give them, them creative juices flowing and then we'll suggest something for that for them for that some people are in severe pain you know and they want they want something that's like heavy and it's going to kind of knock them out and we'll suggest something that'll do that so you guys are like sommeliers as well yeah. i have to try everything well <laughs> you do have to try everything yeah definitely in terms of your like distribution network like once you cure you weigh in you cure and all that stuff like where is it immediately going um, I wouldn't even say half. A little less than half we break down through our delivery service. Um, and that's actually where the big bucks are. You know, mm-hmm. a, a $3,000 pound turned into a $6,000 pound. You know, our, our patients are part of our collective. Okay. So, you know, we're doing this for the collective. Yeah. So that everyone can have medicine. In terms of, like, a collective, it's basically, like, you know, if you're a patient, then you can like legally grow. Is that what the? Yeah. Okay. And uh, if if you're a patient and you're a friend with another patient, that patient can legally grow for you. Mm-hmm. I think the most illegal part might be the numbers, which still it, it depends on the county you're in. Here in in, in Los Angeles County, it's great. There's still like they say 99 plants, but there's no law that says 99 plants it's just like a typical thing that like, they throw out there right because it's also like if your doctor can say you need 102 plants mm-hmm. then you can have those you know yeah. um yeah. and then so half of that is half of your yield is broken down in your um delivery and then the other half goes where the other half i have i have uh guys who just take pounds at a time and i'm not really sure where they go some of some of it goes out of state some of it just stays right here and they break it down they they sell half pounds quarter pounds those, those people sell ounces and so on and so forth. And these people have to be people you've known for a long time, I suspect, or not? That's what I, I, I typically work with people I've known a long time. I've had, there's a few people that come into the fold that are new, but um, I don't really deal with dispensaries. The only dispensaries I deal with are, are guys I've known since high school. Really? Yeah. Just because of what you mentioned in terms of like, you know, they can close up and that's it. Yeah. Because like, it's almost like counterintuitive, but like, 
Selling to a person feels shady, but selling to a business storefront feels like it should be covered by insurance, yeah. but it's just definitely not. It's not, not yet at least, you know, um, and that that's the risk. And I just really don't like, uh, I just don't like their work ethics. I just don't like how dispensaries, they operate. I don't like lending them the bud. They're, they're driving the price into the ground, then you have to lend them the bud. And again, they always take twice as long as they say. And after a while, you feel like you're paying their rent basically, and you're the last, to get, they're making as much money as you, and you're doing all the work. And you're the last person to get your money. Also, like, I can't imagine anything more irritating than, like, doing something like being a farmer and then being stuck in bureaucratic red tape for, like, fucking invoices. Like, that makes me fucking crazy. We've already done our job. And now now we have to deal with this. Like, we gave you a physical crop. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're going to give me the runaround about your fucking, like, accounts payable. (laughs) And then the the experience is is just fucking whack. Like, there's always security guards with, like, guns and stuff and, you know, metal detectors. Like, I don't, you know, it's just the experience is is not fun. You know, and and here you are with, you know, tons of pounds going into someone's store. You know, you are, um, you could get jacked. You know, you're a little, you know, you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Certain friends that we actually, that, that have clubs... Um, we usually request that they come to us because mm-hmm. it's just nicer to not carry around that kind of weight and walk into a place and everyone's like, "What's in your big ass bag?" Yeah, it's, it's painfully <laughs> obvious, you know. Right. You walk in and you got Russell, this Russell, duffel bag, sunglasses on, standing at the door, not making eye contact. It's like so obvious. And know? it also feels like really antithetical to what you guys both are like and what you do because, like, you guys are both like hella wavy and like super like chill and then it's just like kind of like the hard and fast like cold truth about like one aspect of the business yeah yeah for sure that's probably my least favorite part of it also like speaking of um you know legalization or whatever it would be so nice for you guys to be able to unionize yeah that was like i'm all about fucking people organizing man like Because y'all should get insurance, yeah. like, all yeah. of it. Like, fire insurance would be awesome. That would have saved your ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Totally. But also, like, health insurance. Like, you guys make medicine. It's kind of fucked up. Like, do you guys have health insurance? No, um, it expired. Yeah, yeah. mine too. Fuck yeah. cover California. It's I so annoying. I realize that yeah. you every year. We need to so. do it again, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I just feel like... Simply from like a karma perspective, if you guys make medicine, it shouldn't be like this big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, let me just dose right quick too. Yeah, yeah. It's true that marijuana really just helps a lot of things. It does. I yeah. mean, I find that I find it helping people more more than hurting ever. You know, I mean, yeah. I know a few people who I I, I say to myself like. They should smoke less weed, you know. But um, in my professional opinion, <laughs> yeah. but uh, not many. And uh, for mo- it, it, it does help most of our friends, you know. Do you tend to hang out with like smoke like smokers from? Um, I think a lot of our friends smoke. I, I can't say that we're part of the whole uh, weed culture. Like in terms of like like high, we don't read High Times. And, you know, I'm not like 420, bro. Like all the time, you know. But um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of our crowd smokes, you mm-hmm. know. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're gonna ostracize someone for not smoking. Be like, no. oh, word. Yeah, like, yeah oh, we have friends. Are that you a cop? Smoke. Are you a cop? <laughs> we have friends that actually help us with harvests, and they don't smoke weed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trisha, yeah. yeah. I keep telling her she'd be a lot cooler if she did. That. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're you're probably totally right. <laughs> you're like, have you tried? <laughs> Do you guys hire other people to help you out? Yes. Yes. 
is that really risky and tricky and annoying? Not really. I These mean, are the only options available to you. Not <laughs> risky. Yeah. Do you hire um, the same people? Like we try to. Yes. Yeah. Um, as years as the years gone by, I mean, we've had good workers and bad workers, and but um, we try and stick to the same same crew. And do you um, feel like a responsibility to them, like because they rely on you, like? Yeah, I mean, and we rely on them just as much. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys like go for summer Friday drinks and like? Yeah, we yeah. When times friends, are good, yeah. you know, when times are good, we'll we'll take them out. We'll take them out to dinner, and um, while they work for us, we've all we you know, we we pay for the meals mm-hmm. and uh, just for morale, you know. Yeah, we usually pay for the meals and then, and give them paid lunch, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah. We'll, so it's nice to come work for you guys. It is nice. We try <laughs> to take care of our people. Yeah, yeah, totally. And how many people do you hire for each? Depends. Um, we try to use a small group of people anywhere from, um, besides us two, anywhere from like, I don't know, three to five people. Do they ever just like bring so much drama to your door? Is it? Sometimes we've they had do. Some drama. <laughs> Sometimes like they what? do. Because it's, uh, like it's like any working environment. We've had people come at 1 p.m. and then they want lunch break at three, you know, and they want us to pay for it. And, and, then, and then they want to go home at Five. <laughs> like, you like, want free lunch? Basically, you came here. Or I've had, had like some people don't want to. They want to come and trim because it sounds it sounds fun. It, and, it and sounds you, hard. And then when you sit down and start doing it, yeah, it's not fun. What's the thing that hurts the quickest when you're trimming? Is just like your fingers go numb or? Sitting, sitting in the same position, mm. and yeah, yes. I don't think your fingers hurt that much, but it depends on the scissors you use. But right. um, what scissor do you use? I use Fiskers with Fiskers. springs. Fiskers the are pruning. the best. They're always. Yeah. yeah. You definitely get your money's worth. You don't have like ergonomic standing desks or anything like that. No. No, no we need them. But I definitely have a technique. I have to sit back. Like I noticed the dudes will um, put their elbows on, on their, their haunches, yeah, and then they sit hunched over for twelve hours. Yeah. But I like to sit back <laughs> and then cut in my lap. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone has a different way of doing it. Well, we got the workers who sometimes they want to get paid marijuana, but they'll come and they'll, they'll trim, and then they just want to trim as much as they want. It's just like, well, that's not really benefiting us. You know, you can <laughs> trim your weed and leave. You know, it doesn't really do that. Yeah. Fucking millennials, am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's some millennial shit. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you guys pay out for work? Is it like per day? Is it per hour? Per like weight? Per hour. I mean, we've been trying to figure that out. The weight thing, sometimes I want to do the weight thing because some people are really slow and they're really just there to get paid per hour and they don't really care how much they get done. So sometimes I want to do it by, by the pound. But that gets sticky too. People start arguing. It causes like politics. Like, who's getting the bigger butt? Who's right. the, Oh, you're getting... Who's cherry... They're called cherry picking. He's cherry picking. This and that. So it's hard. But we typically pay by the hour. Yeah. You know, and then what we do is... On a sliding we, scale, slow, slower people get paid a little less per hour versus oh, someone that, who's really yeah. fast gets paid okay, more. Okay, so well, the bookkeeper yeah. knows. Because that yeah. sounds like the, the way that makes the most sense. Definitely. Yeah, we tell and them then there's room to grow. For, yeah. yeah, exactly. Do you have, like, do you have like management and, like, or, like, associate managers or, like... Yeah. You yeah, do we have, we have, we have, we have We call them generals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Generals and lieutenants. Yeah, we have certain people where, you know, if I have to leave, like, they're in charge. And I know I can, or there's been times where I leave town and, um, you know, we have, we have a couple of people that we can count on. Cause that, yeah. Cause when you leave town, it's like, and it's still like watering and like, oh yeah, yeah. there's a, it's, it's really hard for both of us to leave town at the same time, which right. is, that's def- definitely a bummer. Right. It's really hard with the planet, right? And it, we can't be gone more than three days. We've refined our system more where we have an auto system where we can be gone like maybe two or three days. What do you mean by an auto system? Like like, like an irrigation system. Like it okay. automatically waters. Everything's on timers and it'll water the plants for us. Lights on, are always on timers, but then the, um, the watering part 
we had How much are your electricity bills? Electricity bills can be a lot. And so that that also is just like coming out of like the the bottom That's line. The yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, it's like all this new technology that's popping off. There's those Tesla batteries, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Like, people are talking about how that's going to revolutionize growing, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, also, like, knowing you guys, you're, you're both, like, you guys, like, study up on this shit a lot, too. Study? Yeah. Yeah, like, w- what are your resources for that? Oh, Community, um, also, a, lo- a lot of our friends that were in the same business, we compare notes constantly. Um, the, so it really does take a village. Yeah, yeah, it takes a village. That's that, that mainly. That's the main thing is just experience in my previous partners. But there is a lot of information online. Mm-hmm. You can't read every, everything. You can't go to the blogs though, because a lot of people it's are like saying It's like WebMD, right? It's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't follow everything that everyone says. You know, but um, there is some good information out there online, and and there are. What is like? What is one example of like a good resource online that is? More Le- reliable than a those. new one's called Leafly. It's an app. Oh yeah, and it yeah, tells yeah. you about the, the individual strains and what you know what they're composed of and what they do. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty legit. It's, it's pretty legit. And then other ones, you know, there's like what's the weed the weed blocks? I don't even know what they're called anymore. I've <laughs> gone on one in a really long time. But Fair mainly through just like. The partners we've had a lot of partners and mainly just everyone's different formulas and people aren't like stingy about bogarting like their secrets or anything like that no not the people you fuck it's it's like it actually it's kind of opposite everyone's kind of like a big like it's, it's like a big dick contest like, everyone's <laughs> bragging about like what they do and what their thing is and you got it all wrong and i do it this way and i mean we've i feel like we've thrived because like we've always been like open to suggestions like mm-hmm. we know that we're still learning and um, you know, when would you consider yourselves masters of the weeds? I don't know. We're not there yet. I, I think we're masters of quality, but not yield. Because I mean, we're still working on that. Some I, I hear about people getting huge yields, huge, huge yields. Well, also technology. There's always new products that enable you to get larger yields. So it's like right now we just bought new digital ballasts, but now the new thing are these like plasma gavita ballasts. Yeah. That what are, are these words? There, it's just uh, new bulb shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yeah, plasma it's, bulb, and they're they, they they're brighter. They're like more lumens or something, but they're also much hotter. You have to right. have ten foot ceilings, and you have to have the right situation. We don't have that. So recently, there was a poll. I mean, there was a poll taken earlier this year in March. Um, the Public Policy Institute of California in San Francisco said that likely California voters fifty five percent approved of legalizing pot. So like that actually is like pretty promising although who the fuck knows i think that once we once this once the country saw what colorado did that everyone's kind of just jumping on jumping on board now and down right. how could I don't, I don't, there can't be we're gonna have to pass it next time yeah we're gonna we have, have to, to. You know? it's like how loud can you listen to the rihanna song bitch better have my money like it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like so the writing is on the wall in every way yeah and i mean we're still i think i'm pretty sure we're still the biggest suppliers in the country you know and we still grow the most right. marijuana you know so i think it, it would make sense for us to go legal it's a lot of tax money that we can be using you know well i mean also like i think part of it is like one california is also kind of like fiscally fucked so it would be really nice and two I mean, we're huge. That's the part yeah. that, like, f- I think freaks a lot of people out. What yeah. do you think is going to happen with the drought, though? Oh, I see. That's a problem because um, it takes a lot of water. 
Yeah. But like an almond takes a lot of water. Yeah. An almond might take more water. Honestly. <laughs> fracking takes a lot of water. Yeah. Fracking takes a lot of water. So fuck fracking and fuck almonds. Yeah. <laughs> almonds. You know? Red meat takes a lot of water. True. Right. Would you ever go vegetarian? You don't eat red meat though. I don't eat red meat. Not in 20 years. Damn. So, See, twenty-one you're, years. You're the folk. Tried being veggie. I tried being veggie before. It's hard. Gone back. Yeah, your yeah. plant friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Birds and fish. I like birds and fish. Right on. Yeah. You guys are really future. I'm trying. <laughs> looking, looking towards the future. I think I have one final question, which is, are we gonna smoke our faces off right now? Yeah. <laughs> the show. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Long enough, my life.